0: Bitcoin and energy go together like two peas in a pot. Everybody knows that, Dad. Yeah, well did you know that a 12 gauge shoots very violently? Up everyone, welcome to another week of big digital energy. We are here today with Mark and Kirk, and we are missing Chuck. Prostate injury, must so you're be. about to an accident,
1: and not <laughs> and not Chuck is sitting in Chuck's chair. So <laughs> yeah. not Chuck,
0: not Chuck. We should have got you a shirt,
1: not Chuck.
2: I don't know if Chuck's going to be allowed back in that chair, Mark. You I, do a good I, job. I have to, I
1: have to, I have to step up for Chuck here a little bit. He tweeted out a, a gondola picture from Telluride. And he <laughs> was catching a lot of, he was getting ripped for it. Hey, man, this king's above. You're going the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> that is the one of the most beautiful scenes in the lower 48, in my opinion, especially at night. If you've yeah. ever ridden over from Mountain Village to the town I'll tell you right, it's just awesome. So, yeah, he,
0: um, <laughs> but he was catching a lot of, I don't know. I think he's, he's kind of made a sin of missing two shows. I know. In a row. Let me tell you about a scene. I have to discuss his commitment to the show.
2: Telluride's (laughs) a good scene, but the scene I saw last night, I was at the rodeo wine tasting extravaganza shit show. It was amazing. What people wore, how drunk everyone was, but it was a fun event. Is everyone
0: wearing cowboy boots and cowboy hats?
2: You know, I have cowboy boots. Um, I've had them for a long, long time, but my son has them. And he won't give them back. So I had to wear some New York boots <laughs> at a
0: boy. They're like they Zip the only up on the The Only beef side. at the Houston Rodeos. There's a lot of people LARPing as cowboys there. Like never wear cowboy boots and cowboy hats. And all of a sudden the rodeo. That is
2: true. No, but you have to know going in that's exactly what you're gonna see. Yeah. And the and the cool people have like because it's a wine tasting. I was just holding my wine glass. But if you know what you're doing, you bring like Snoop Dogg chains. And they hold your wine glass and they just sits on your chest.
0: <laughs> is that the, is that the thing?
2: I guess. <laughs> I just want to give a shout out to my boy, Brian Cutter, who invited me. And Brian's at uh Karnwright and who Carnwright just got part of uh, Alvarez and Marsal, which are good so, guys. I mean, they're one of the top consultants in the energy so space. So Brian Cutter's the one that. Brian's my guy. I got you. In, in and space. he's helped me before. So he's yeah. hooked me up when uh, I was starting that one of my companies yeah. in the blockchain space, uh, I, I Kernwright was, uh, I was a client,
0: so I can speak highly of Brian and, and their team over there. Yeah. The, um, he was telling me about all the food and wine that they had. I think everything at the Houston rodeo is probably a shit show. You know, I've been to the cook off tents. I, I, I was at
1: time. another milestone event that maybe not quite as, as, as up market. Um, we, uh, we resurrected our Daytona 500 party. It's the Great American Race Day. So this is Mark's redneck <laughs> festivities. This is awesome. <laughs> a lot of, lot of burying ATVs
0: in the marsh. Yeah, pulled pork it's, and it's the red the redneck adventures. So <laughs> sounds like y'all had a more fun weekend than me. I just had kids soccer games. So nothing too uh, exciting. But saw some. News. I saw a lot of talk around Devon Energy last week. Mm. Mark, what was happening in oil and gas markets? You want to get us caught Mm. up on that?
1: Well, a pretty weak, (coughs) pretty weak backdrop uh, last week for earnings and those that reported relative to the or related to the um, the DOE report, which reported a huge uh, crude crude and product build um, really across the board. Now, embedded in all of that was, I think, the largest ever adjustment to the crude to balance or the adjustment factor number so it brings up some some issues around um, data quality and data reliability if you will but the the bills were counter seasonally large and you know we're still in key products still trending pretty low relative to the five year average so I think physically we're still in, in in on on solid ground but there's you know a lot of Royal in the market. So Devon reported uh, pretty weak results for Q4 again across the board, and probably more importantly, mm. um, reported that 2023 guide was weaker on the production front with heavier capex. Which I think, you know, you you, you kind of misfire in that message in this environment. It's it's going to get you smacked, which which did happen in the stock. In fact. All the major uh, ETF indices for uh, energy with the XLE, XOP, and the OIH were down 35 to 4.5% on Friday alone. Yeah. They're still treading water in the case of the XOP for the year. It's slightly up. Uh, the XLE is modestly up and I think, around 3 3.5%. The, the, the OIH, or oil service, has been leading the way at roughly 7% year-to-date, even after Friday's uh, downdraft. But if you look over at the Triple Qs, we've we've seen you know tech jump out to a pretty pretty strong start. Uh, I think the mm-hmm. Triple Qs are up just under fourteen percent
0: year to date, so has already lapped energy. So do you think, so <laughs> to speak, <laughs> the super cycle didn't seem to last? <laughs> be too super if oil and gas is already getting uh, hammered and you're starting to. Well, see I've tech I've, come I've picked back. up what anecdotally
1: you that um, you know the, the large institutional money. We talked about it right before the show that. You know, energy is still ten percent of the earnings power of the S and P, still only around five percent of the weighting, and so, uh, anecdotally, I've I've picked up that you know the bigger institutions are hanging around the hoop, right? So there's not a big shift or reversal in fundamental sentiment, and this is this was a fairly significant cross section regionally uh, for the larger larger institutions, so. Yeah um you, you just gotta you gotta be nimble if you're if you're gonna try and trade this stuff
0: have you? <laughs> so just like dude i get excited about buying oil and gas equities and stocks because it just seems like a constant beating no matter uh no matter what's happening so yeah i saw a lot of people talking about that I saw a lot of people talking about transocean which transocean looks like it's actually been performing well which I know I've told you all before. BRV has
1: been tweeting quite a bit about Transocean. I actually took a position last summer, and oh yeah, yeah you're never wrong. You're just early. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. No, that's um, not how it goes. I mean, I was buying. Tra- I, I, being I early
0: is equivalent to being wrong. I was buying Transocean back I mean. in 2014, and it went from like $35 to three. So, <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I was way too early on that one. <laughs> I, it, it's just a another kind of anecdote
1: that was out on Twitter. Dan Pickering was at the Galleria and tweeted that. You know, the Fed has I a problem. There's there seems to be no let up in people buying a lot of stuff, and I think the implication is a lot of stuff you don't need at inflated prices. And if you're borrowing to do that, you're paying a lot more to borrow. Yeah, and, and so something's wrong here. Yeah, um, I you know I think <clears throat> until we get some type of of significant pattern of weakness, or you know just look at what tech has done. You're you're not. You're yeah. not buying the cheapest valuation. Yeah. Uh, you're buying a lot of growth and you're buying a lot, of, uh, a lot of very full valuation.
0: Yeah. Right. So so not to hard switch on you here, but just thinking about things that I saw on Twitter that what, like really dominated the feeds this week were this train wreck in Palestine, Ohio. Um, seen like videos of, you know, this train derailment. Carrying some chemicals. I don't know what chemicals they had on board. Um, I don't know if anyone does, but really bad chemicals. Well, yeah. the, main,
1: the main one of concern was vinyl chloride. Okay. And they did a, apparently a controlled burn. And there's actually a pretty good sober piece that goes through rail car by rail car out there that Doomberg put out last weekend on what was in each car. And he also talked about the, the dilution effect. That's pretty immediate. It's not linear. It's cubic. I believe now people that were in, in proximity to the accident and are directly exposed and are Mm -hmm. evacuated. You know, they, they've, they've, they've got a lot to deal with and the hazards were, were real. But I think the, uh, the, the kind of the nexus of the whole, Piece was, you know, media was running with it as a Chernobyl type yeah. of thing, right? Right. And and I guess the physical and chemical reality is it's, you know, as as bad as it looks and as bad as it is for people who are right there uh, exposed mm-hmm. to it, it, it's not, you know, it's not something that's going to propagate over,
0: yeah, an extensive area. I saw a lot of videos people taking like sticks and running it through a riverbed. Right. And then All you know, the, like oil sheens well, come yeah. up. Right, right. Things like that. Um, no, I mean
1: there, there's some accountability here and and probably a lot of litigation risk for the parties yeah. directly involved. Well, the now biggest,
2: I, I think the biggest news that that to me coming out of Twitter and watching the other news sources is that the local community just didn't have good information. It was right. yeah. it, it hasn't been handled very well. Yeah. And and that when 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 your government or those that you pay money to, to to help protect you. When you're not getting information, then people start talking. Yeah. And, they, and usually they go to the worst scenario, and that's exactly what happens. Yeah, they're going to
0: create their own narrative, right? I think it's interesting how many people are watching train wrecks now because they're like, oh, another train wreck, another train wreck. And reality is there's a lot of train wrecks, a lot of train derailments in the United States. I think Why, it's though? like 1,500. Why are there so many damn
2: train wrecks? I went, <laughs> I was in London and I went on a vacation or a holiday during the weekend. I was like, I'm going to go up to Scotland, go see, you know, uh, go see the, the, where they make that great whiskey. And I took a train overnight train and, and I could not sleep cause I was thinking about being derailed the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Now that I know that derailings happen all the time.
0: I think Europe's better at trains than <sighs> we are in the United States. So, but it leads to this point that we talk about all the time that. Pipelines are extremely safe when compared to hauling by hmm. train. I mean, you have derailments all the time. And so people are just now paying attention to them and posting them. But um, are you saying this is a sabotage
2: to get <laughs> for the uh, pipeline community? <laughs> I'm not saying it's
0: a sabotage. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk's always trying to take the conspiracy. Well, route. <laughs> well, most,
1: most of the crude and product does travel by pipeline in the lower 48 or in the yeah. US. And you know, anywhere from 88 to 92% I think is the is is the range and on 3.4 billion barrels of product and crude that moved in 2021 total pipeline related spills were 43,000 barrels or about 0.0001%. <laughs> so surrounding rounding area. I mean, that's, that's percent. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty that's good. That's not
0: fractional, that's percent. Yeah. So yeah, that's already multiplied by 100. <laughs> yeah, the remember that pipeline leak that was in Kansas, like one or two months ago, um, people are posting pictures about it. I'm like, it's not even that bad. Like it just sprayed up on the hillside and they go and interview these residents in the small Kansas town. And I mean, these are like old country folks. Like one guy's like, yep, happens. How else you're going to get oil, oil around? Like it's, it's necessary. And then another person's like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. And I was like, finally, some like just based people that were like... Dude, I grew up on the best beach in
2: the world, Galveston, Texas. And, <laughs> and back in those days, we had to bring lighter fluid. You know why we needed lighter fluid? Why? Burn the tar balls. Because <laughs> there's so much oil spills. You'd get out of the water with tar all over your body. <laughs> just burn it and off. lighter fluid's the only way to get it off.
0: Oh, you cut it off with the lighter now, fluid, yeah. I mean, the
2: downside of, that, of oil spills is I... Was born with ten toes. Now I have twelve. But I mean, that's
1: just the way it is. That makes
0: you very dynamic. Now, <laughs> no, I think I'm faster in the water. Yeah.
1: So, so um, I, I have an anecdote about about train travel and, and kind of the state of things out there in the rail network. Um, back in the day when I was working out of New York as an analyst, we would take day trips to visit clients down in the Mid Atlantic, and that mm-hmm. was an solid trip. I remember one summer where the schedule just completely blew up and was thrown into chaos because the temperature got so hot during the day that they were worried about derailments related to thermal expansion of the steel and the rail. So that's kind of the micro stuff that goes on and some of the pictures that have popped up around this story about you know how, how poor the state of some of the rail system is it probably picked the worst but you know some of these things look like the S curve for miles and so the notion that that you've got a lot of derailments that people aren't really aware of is 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 all, not all that shocking because of the you know just the i think the natural risk that's that's embedded in rail transportation I mean if we keep talking about
2: this we're walking right into Elon Musk's whole plan of getting us onto his pipeline for transportation idea. Remember, just be- he put us in a pipe. He says faster that way. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you never played Mario dog. Like he just got on I mean, the pipes. I, and that, his vision is <laughs> actually, he was onto
2: something. It's actually a great idea. Now I always think,
0: think about it. My granddad used to take me and like, we get railroad ties, collect railroad ties. They have numbers on them. And we'd try to find one through a hundred. Think about that. Now I'm like, <laughs> just out there pulling up railroad ties. Probably. just <laughs> not a good these idea. Things. Yeah. I don't know if any railroads, trains have derailed in Midland, Texas. So. Hey,
1: have you ever inadvertently gotten stuck on a rail car and had to travel on it for a while? How do you inadvertently get stuck on one? <laughs> I don't think you can I've gotten stuck on an airplane. I've it's gotten stuck miserable. on a hopper car where they haul grain into places yeah. like South Texas you used to work Did for Did you grain. get on it while it was oh, moving? Oh, yeah. That's what it's right? Right? No, well, was I mean, it had moving had do or not moving? Grain you have a handkerchief service? on the back of a, <laughs> of like a wooden yeah. stick? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no man, it's it's a rough ride up there. It's, there there's nothing smooth and stable about it. Yeah. it. It rocks and rolls quite a bit.
2: My uh, my daughter, she's she was hilarious. We, uh, I my dad always told me he's like you never you can never be overdressed. And I I finally was trying to pass some wisdom down to my oldest daughter. I said, Ellie, you can never be overdressed. She goes, What about a hobo convention? I was like. Wow, That was quick, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but let me switch gears for a second. I was so we're talking about Devon. I want to go to something like Abu Dhabi is selling four percent of its natural gas business and an IPO. What do you think about this? Like, you know, part of the the, the the subline is they're trying to raise two billion in order to ramp up plans to supply Europe but. I, you know, we we saw um, Aramco go public. What's your read of sort of the Middle East and their need for for cash from public shares? Well, well,
1: this is gas specific, right? <clears throat> yes, it is. So, you know, there's there's I think a larger theme or, or trend, and, and some of it's related to what we just went through in, in terms of having to urgently find cargos to get into Europe. For example, uh, China's been out there. You know, I think fifteen percent of contracts lately have have been cut by China. Um, I, I think it's I think it's Abu Dhabi's recognition that there's going to be a longer term game to play, and they need capital to scale up into that into that game. You know, we we still <laughs> our our mood swing with with Henry Hub, which is currently at about two and a quarter last look. Yeah. So, you know, no, nobody wants to touch new investment. Um, no, but longer term, I think. As we're talking about train derailments. Half, second half of this decade. No one wants to
2: do any new investments.
1: <laughs> second half of this wasn't decade. Wasn't lost on me on that. <laughs> you know, Abu Dhabi's obviously looking out structurally yeah. longer term. And I think Shell was out. Your, your old competitors were out quite divergent from the IEA. At what LNG demand is going to do kind of yeah. post 2026 and big gap there. And they were much more optimistic and aggressive. And well, it's their, I mean, they're, they're the numbers. most
2: long LNG NYL con- has yeah, even said he's pulled back some of the rhetoric around renewables and said, We're gonna, we're kind of
1: doubling down on, on LNG. We, we have the U.S. has every opportunity, <clears throat> practically and from a resource potential standpoint, to play that game and, and, and lead that game that that I think Abu Dhabi is indicating by, you know, raising, trying to raise capital around. UAE is doing the same. Look, we want to fill the gap quickly and we're going to pick off, you know, we're going to pick off some rents here. They see a structural issue. You know, India has got a billion, four people.
2: We still need to get your boy rice on the show to talk about his LNG rant. I'd love to hear that as a rant and
0: post that clip. Oh yeah. Yeah. We should get Toby on here. I was going to, I saw this funny tweet about Shell. You want to hear it. This guy, this guy's a doofus. I think he's the biggest doofus on Twitter. Um, I don't even like his profile picture. Like his profile picture just.
2: Are we going to list it? Are we Are going to put it on? Mine's my
0: dog. Yeah. Like this guy just looks like he's, he looks like he's lost. He doesn't even look <laughs> like he knows what's going on, but he made this tweet. And he said, if you made, <laughs> all right. Oh, I just lost it. Hold on. Um. Oh, geez, what happened to it? Hold on. Give me two seconds here. This is worth waiting for. I'm having to search on Twitter, Shell Jesus. Okay, I made it. (laughs) He said, if you made $53,000 a day or $20 million per year since Jesus was born, you would still not make the profit that Shell made in 2022. It's time for Shell to stop drilling and start paying for the climate damage they've caused. found a very unique base measurement of (laughs) Since the day Jesus was born, <laughs> <laughs> that's how we're basing companies off. of. Did you reply? Um, yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> I retweeted it, but then I deleted it really quick because I'm trying to not bully people on the internet, and it's not going well.
2: But <laughs> have you ever hooked up, a uh, not in sexual way? Of course. I mean, have you ever met somebody through like if they DM'd you on Twitter, <laughs> like this one guy reached out saying, "Hey, let's play golf together." I'm like, yeah, dude,
0: of course, let's do it. Yeah, dude, no, I'm, most of my friends are from Twitter and LinkedIn and Instagram. Most people.
2: I was like, I don't know what your, pro- your profile picture, that's not you, so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the difference between, like, my generation and y'all's. Like, all of our friends came from the internet. Don't put me in the same generation to. as Mark and Chuck. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. You that's, didn't mention uh, Snapchat. <laughs> that's that seems Jeez. to be really
1: popular among high school i've
2: actually never had students snapchat. i've never I had, had snapchat that. for like one day until well, my wife said it was creepy
0: and get off of it so <laughs> i <laughs> you said that my wife i was like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i thought maybe it was no well my wife said the same thing so i was like okay i guess i'm not having snapchat so i've never known what snapchat Darren, is but. so on.
2: <laughs> last story unless yes. you started snapchat then it's a great idea but yeah just
0: don't be on it. <laughs> Just don't be easy. <laughs> last story that we have, we got some shit going down in Mexico with lithium. Mark, what's going on? Oh, yeah. What's going down? It's good story.
1: Late last week after nationalizing the country's lithium resources in April of last year, last week, AMLO, Andres, <laughs> Miguel, L- L- Lopez Obrador, the president of Mexico, that's signed a mind. decree uh, late last week authorizing the energy ministry to have jurisdiction over Mexico's sovereign, sovereign lithium resources and the development of them. Uh, they also at the ceremony designated a 907 square mile area. I'm not sure in lithium terms, if that's a lot uh, in Sonora uh, it's known as LI-MX1 mining zone. Estimates are out there around, million tons with two ends of lithium for the country. And we'll see how this goes in terms of pace of development, but certainly the opportunity for the tech world and the Teslas of the world to diversify lithium sources away from um, China and and the Democratic Republic of Congo, you know, certainly offers some type of of, uh, strategic alternative. Now, the question is, what does that timeline and trajectory of development look like? In Mexico, we've seen a long history ever since the original nationalization of oil and gas and what the energy minister ministry has been able to do or not do through state-owned companies like Pemex um, and and has gone through
0: fits and starts over the course of the decades. So, I'm looking at, uh, I was searching for the size of the biggest mines, but they don't, judge them by square miles it's by how much they pull out yeah so actually it says that the biggest mine in okay. the world is in sonora 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 lithium project well i mean look there's there's i think mark you're you're right I mean,
2: we don't see massive investment and in technology development when it comes to mexico when you look at their oil and gas business however this could be a great opportunity for the cartels to go legit. If the cartels ran the lithium mines, I'm sure they get those things up and running quickly.
1: I imagine they touch it
0: somehow. <laughs> regardless. Oh it's in Sonora.
2: They,
1: yeah. <laughs> they touch the avocado business, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's legit.:
2: Oh, I'm sure they're
0: involved they're in this. tequila and everything, everything yes. else. Going to have the next. uh, You heard it here. I, I, I think. Cartels the, go legit.
1: <laughs> I, I think the larger on point BD. is you know, all mm-hmm. these strategic minerals and metals. What are we going to do in the West about truly reducing supply chain risk, diversifying away from providers that have less than savory practices, either from an environmental or human rights standpoint? And I saw something last week, and I think mm-hmm. it's along the same lines as Europe you know, starting to look back towards Sweden, which apparently has got a lot of prospectivity for, for lithium as well. So, you know, we'll see how this all plays out, I think, in response to the multiples that various forecasters have put out there. If we're going to meet all of this demand that's implied by things like EVs and, um, you know, the multiples that we're going to have to to grow key minerals in mining, you know, how do we diversify away from... A supply chain that's effectively 80% controlled by, uh, places like China in the, in the, in the Congo.
2: Look, I rode the wave when, when I was working for a big tech entrepreneur where we decided to not even own any inventory. We would make our suppliers keep inventory right on the edge of our manufacturing plants. And we would just grab it when we needed it. Mm. Um, I was talking to a large, um, uh, in, industrial developer over the weekend. He's telling me that now inventories like warehousing is a big business. Um, in the Houston area, they never lost. You've never lost any money on warehousing. It's just a matter of time, but you've always made money. But right now these, um, these, these businesses are actually keeping a lot of inventory and they're, it's moving from like just in time, three days, six months inventory. Um, we should get mush Khan on here because <clears throat> he has a great theory and I agree with it. He's coming on this Friday. Um, is he yeah. good?
0: You going to come co-host that podcast with me?
2: About near sh- I mean, about the idea of, of gone are the days where you single source. We should never single source by the way, yeah. ever. But for example, uh, the car that I drive, which happens to be electric, cause I care about the environment. Unlike you guys, <laughs> um, the, the electrical systems are made in only one place in the world for my car. You know, you want to guess where? Germany. It's a country that's that Russia has invaded and they're in a war <laughs> in Ukraine. So it's like, well, who, whose idea was it to set up a plant in the Ukraine to make electrical systems? Yeah. Well, of course, it was done before they knew about the war. But the, I think today, according to Mush, and you should we should square him, his is that the minus transportation costs and time, it's cheaper or are equivalent to manufacture locally, and I actually agree with that. Yeah. We grow our own food locally. It's better for you, supposedly. Why do you have honey I think when you
0: actually account for everything. Everything. Like- You got to count everything. You bake in risk like that, you know, war breaking out in Ukraine. I mean, on a (laughs) cost-adjusted basis, it has to be the same cost to manufacture over here in North America. Yeah, and Flextronics
2: yeah. is building a uh, giant plant in Mexico. So, I mean, I see.
0: I mean, a lot of aerospace industry is manufactured down in Mexico, and you know they've um Barrel Energy Solutions. will give them a plug here, but they've got a you know they're the biggest mm-hmm. manufacturer of Tricone roller drill bits. Make all of I think like Baker Hughes. I don't, I don't want to say the companies are probably get them wrong, but anyways, the biggest manufacturer, and I mean, they employ a thousand people down in Mexico at a facility to make those, and so you have a ton of manufacturing talent down there. Much other manufacturer in Mexico than China.
1: Yeah, I I guess these moves are encouraging in that uh, I think you have to look at the entire inventory situation across the supply chain, starting with the raw materials. Right? And we're going to have to dig up some of that stuff in the West. Right. To you know, create both the the stability and the better economics, but also it's just the right thing to do because the practices are yeah. cleaner across the board. I mean, we've seen it in oil and gas. Why are we,
0: Mike, Mike
1: Umbro talks a lot about California seems willing to trade uh cleaner domestic production in specifically <laughs> right. in California for barrels from Ecuador that come from the rainforest. Yeah. Right. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I it, think, it's uh, the same. So, the end of the show, Finger of the Week, I didn't think of, I didn't put any thought into this one. So, who wants to take Finger of the Week this week? Does anyone have a good one? Mark, I know you had something teed up.
2: I mean, I have one, but, you know, I want to give Mark his last time in Chuck's chair <laughs> as king. I like, I like your Finger of the Week. I think it's the right All message. Right. What is it? Mark, it's, som- it's somber, but it's it's true.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's it's and and it probably had something to do with the last main body story being about Mexico and the potential of of imports. It's it's really uh I, I think it's time to give the finger of the week to to fentanyl. Mm. Um, and the Chinese manufacturers, the cartel smugglers that are wreaking havoc ultimately in the U.S. where, you know, the drug is killing in most of it in shocking situations. Um, tens of thousands of American Americans and a lot of, lot of
0: teenagers. And the crazy thing about fentanyl year. is like you'll have people that do, you know, like recreational coke and then boom, they just die. And it's not like these people are like, you know hardcore druggies and drug users and it's just drugs being laced recreational drugs being laced mm-hmm. pretty scary
1: so i know of a situation this is a long time ago and this is you didn't even think about it then but um three days after high school graduation a few years ago um, so, you know someone we knew directly was at a festival just celebrating life and moving on to the next stage and Got a tainted uh, tablet and was dead. So it's terrible. Yeah, and that's you know that's that's compounded so much over yeah. the last few years with yeah. with the increased flow across the border and the more creative ways of contaminating street drugs like um, meth and and everything else that
0: you know you can make look color colorful and inviting and legit. Yeah. Absolutely. So. So I have my mom and all the other boomers on Facebook are like, watch your kids' candy at Halloween. They're putting fentanyl lace candy. I'm like, guys, you have been saying that for 30 years. Well, they used to
2: put razor blades in our candy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No one's and trying to kill.
0: This the is the, yeah, needles. Right. and needles. Yeah. yeah, no one's trying to kill the kids. Yeah,
1: and, and also watch out for the, for the, for the families that try to give out things like kale and toothbrushes and... <laughs> Kale is a superfood. Everyone loves it except me. <laughs> Not no, no, I don't know. I don't care. Not on it but, me. but I do drive an EV. So I'm,
2: I'm yeah, is that, yeah, a, am, a, I, am I, am I sort of, yeah, you're kind net of, you're neutral? net out. You're net out. Yeah. I'm net out. All right. <laughs> don't eat kale, but I drive an EV. Yeah. I'm net <laughs>
1: neutral. Anyway, okay. so fentanyl was high time to uh, be the recipient of the finger of the week.
0: Yeah. I'm out of finger of the week. You know, this year's just been kind of peaceful for me. That's just exactly then.
2: my story too. Huh? I'm actually living with joy right now. Yeah,
0: I don't like it. Like, yeah, I you want to have a finger? You want to yeah. have fingers? I mean, that's if there's what, angst and chaos. There's problems <clears throat> to solve. Yeah, that's what I like. Is like, I like, you know, punking on people on Twitter and everything. But I'm just like, this isn't a good use of my time. So I've been peaceful. You'll get out of it. We'll get you out of it. Yeah, something so,
1: something is going to get some, you out. Something of it. will come along with it. I have a finger of the week for As it. As we so. get closer to Empowerment. Well, let's, yeah. you know, in honor
2: of Chuck, uh, this was probably the best show we've ever done.
0: The ones without Chuck have been bangers. Yeah, that's right. But, you know, Chuck's still supporting us. He, he's he's, retweeting. he's I mean, retweeting the show and, and, and pumping it up. So next week, though, Chuck will be back Tuesday get out morning. Of your chair before then, Tuesday Chuck. morning, Mark will move back to his normal chair. We will <laughs> catch you guys next week.